Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Tracy Elmer, Chief Innovation Officer at TrueCare. In part one, Elmer talks about how the organization stays true to its roots in community care while also driving innovation. Her approach to facilitating water cooler conversations, even when team members can't meet in person, and why she believes sometimes the best thing a leader can say is nothing. I think the best place to do that is kind of a high-level overview of true care, where you are, the type of of care provided, things like that. Right. Thank you for asking. True care, I mean, it's just an incredible organization to be part of. And if you were to look at our website, you would see that we are all about supporting provision of heartfelt, compassionate, high-quality care to everyone and anyone, and wanting to assure that we're focused on access for all and really promoting health equity to the fullest degree that we can. We're very proud to offer, you know, comprehensive whole person care for our patients in 11 beautiful health centers, the majority of which are located in North San Diego County. And then we've started to expand into uh, Riverside County. For us, whole person care starts with primary care, right? You know, we have both adult family medicine as well as pediatrics care. And then we offer integrated behavioral health, separate behavioral health, as well as women's health services and dentals, all of which really do promote the health and well-being together, promote the health and well-being of our patients. And um, we, we have humble roots that started 50 plus years ago in wanting to assure the healthiness of our community, which is diverse and multicultural in its population. And so they literally started providing care in an RV in the farms in the mic- with the migrant workers 50 years ago, oh, understanding wow. that a community, a healthier community is that when everybody's taken care of and, and promoting that health and, and prevention of, of illness, if you will. So it's, it's yeah. kind of fun, like last year, we introduced mobile services, which is another additional service that we have. And it was so exciting to see a, it's an RV, but a little nicer than the ones of 50 years ago <laughs> that can right. go anywhere and provide dental as well as medical care or just be available, such as what we're doing today or, you know, now for COVID testing for vaccines. So it's fun to see the innovations and the growth, but to also stay so true to our humble beginnings and and. The reasons that got us into this space are what drives us today still. Well, that is really interesting. I would have never <laughs> known that the organization started that way. So, yeah, um, I, really, love, I love sharing so where cool. they started. And, and now it seems like, you know, obviously the organization has evolved and grown, but despite that, there's still so much focus on, on being a community organization. Yeah, thank you for highlighting that. You know, I will tell you the partnerships are vital to our ability to achieve our aims and our our goals. And we have a whole domain of our organization dedicated to outreach and community partnerships. And really, when you think about all of the emphasis we apply to social determinants of health, I like to say that with community health, that's always been the core principles. The health status matters based on all those other factors. And so I'm so proud to see the partnerships we developed, such as with Feeding America and other groups like Uber and, and Lyft Transport, just getting people to their appointments. And I love seeing folks come together for the greater good and for those community collaboratives, if you will, recognizing the important role they play in serving the health needs of patients. And I think you would agree, and we know this in healthcare at large, we're stronger together, we're better together. 
And we, mm-hmm. we really can't go it alone. And so us dedicating a whole team that provides focus on community outreach, but also partnership um, cultivation is, is really strategically important to us to continue to not only maintain what we have, but to even expand further. Okay. And now, so in your role as Chief Innovation Officer, what, what do you really consider to be some of your, your core objectives? It certainly has been an interesting time. We just finished development of our next three-year strategy, and it is a strategic plan, but we call it more of a framework because we recognize the need for us to continually be able to have capacity to pivot based on the circumstances of our world, the pandemic being obviously the core example. My role as chief innovation officer is super cool because even though I have my core responsibility and strategy areas of oversight, I really get to help power our plan in all domains. And and transformation is a really big emphasis for us. It's all about patient experience, right? And transforming how we're delivering patient-centered care. And I, I think that having within my purview, of course, includes uh, clinical informatics and analytics, as well as IT and project management. Um, and we really are the drivers of change, but also the, the partners, right, for transformation. And I think it's been fun to become more strategically oriented as a team, as opposed to more tactical, right, which was kind of the past way yeah. of doing things and being able to help in that regard. Our focus right now really is all about access and really expanding it and digitally providing more of a connection to us. And a really important element to that is is the education for our patients. You know, we've introduced new tools in the last year and they're wonderful, but if you don't really know how to navigate, access, or use those, then they're not valuable at all. So another aspect of transforming the experience really is focusing on enhancing digital health literacy and and assuring, for example, that that doesn't become a reason why there's a bigger divide with health equity. So that's a really cool area, creative area to be very connected with. Um, Another focus for me as CIO and really being a member of our executive team is really cultural enhancement. And it's always an incredibly important area to focus on outside of our patients taking care of their well-being, their health and wellness. There's a lot we're driving for to help enhance um, their well-being, to look at how we work and find other new distinctive, unique ways to to work differently, but yet just as smartly and efficiently. So there's a lot that technology can help enable in that regard, but also just promoting how we do partner together for change and, and supporting folks, teaching them project management skills where they need it or you we have a program that our PMO director put together that helps all leaders kind of know what are the principles for change. And so that's a really exciting area to be really emphasized and spending investing time. And it's so critically important right now. Yeah, it's, we know there was such a, a huge increase in remote work and, and now it's, we're seeing a lot of hybrid and because things happen so fast, there wasn't as much attention put on how this would affect people, you know, in different ways. And uh, how is that something that you've been able to focus on? I really appreciate you highlighting that. That is something my own team, first and foremost, we've talked a lot about, it's challenging a lot of us who have forever worked in this space where we have time together. And I've been a leader who has led both everyone on site, and then also there's some people on site, some people off site. And now we're in this new era of let's figure out what works best for the employee and finding ways that we continue to collaborate and connect when we don't, for example, just pass each other in the hallway and have that friendly, hey, how was your weekend conversation and get to know folks 
just through dialogue, right? And so yeah. some of the things that we've done organizationally is we, you know, we, we do a lot through Zoom. That's our, our mode, of, mode for connection. And we always start with what we call water cooler talk. We do that both in our small group meetings or team meetings, also with our large leadership. And we just take time to chat, if you will. And I know that sounds kind of funny, but that's where the relationship learning is best served, right? Just a quick, mm. how was your weekend? What did you do? And, you know, it helps you understand what folks' interests are and to be able to ask more questions. And so the water floor talk and just giving structure, if you will, and an agenda, it sounds awkward at yeah. first, but it really does work. And, <laughs> and folks can openly share if they want, they can put things in the chat and you can comment on it. It's, you know, it's, there's different ways just to kind of assure that you're still connecting. And, and beyond that, I think just we've identified the criticality of some things are taken for granted, like you have standing one-on-one meetings, but now we have to kind of orient the focus and approach in a different way and understand that it's all about how we connect and whether we're in person or on a phone or in a Zoom, it just has to be as authentic as possible. And just finding ways to promote that and help others feel comfortable with that is a big, big focus right now as well, culturally. I like that you said that it, you make that part of the structure, that water cooler talk, but yeah. it, it, it does sound funny, but you need that. And having that reminder to put it in, once someone says, hey, how was your weekend? That gets people going and, you know, you can have that, that discussion. You know, the one-on-ones, we, my team and I, and we promoted this again organizationally, that's the time when you can dedicate to an individual what's happening in their world and, and really assess how best they're doing. And you know, it's a bit different when they're not with you in person. You can't always, if you don't see them on a video, you can't see the facial expressions or body language, Yeah. but you really have to hone in and, and listening. And I think that's another discipline, if you will, or element to just try to pick up on nuance and voice inflection and understand where to dig in more and just check in. And I think, again, that goes back to well-being and wellness. It's been a road, you know, and I think we left 2021 excited about our new strategy and then you know where we're at in the pandemic phase and here we are again and having to manage staff being out, patients needing more care services or information. It, it kind of put a little pivot for us right at the start of the year, but but because we've been intentional about some of those other changes, I think it helps us maintain the support and continuity um, with our team. So I'm, I'm glad that we initiated those last year and not today. Yeah, and, and with managers, directors, has there been deliberate effort to kind of look out for signs of, of exhaustion and, you know, really try to kind of keep tuned into their teams, even if they don't see them in person? Absolutely. In fact, it's a fine balance, right, of how many meetings you want to have with folks to check in. Yeah. But we've done some sure. town halls, and for example, here in California, we recently had a directive for boosters, um, the booster mandate. And so, you know, that happened right before Christmas. Folks are out. So like hitting the ground running January 1, like, hey, what's the status of our team? And and it's kind of like one of those things where you're like, oh, I know it's a lot coming right back from this lovely holiday time, but we got to <laughs> dive in. But we were really cautious yeah. about approach. We took some time to do, do our own, like the, the executive team took time with their team. And then we did a, a larger town hall and we had office hours, if you will, that we set up for standing time for folks to just check in. So we do the large group, but then that individual outreach is still so vital at a time like that because not everyone feels comfortable speaking up in the larger forums, but it's all about offering as many 
different type of connection opportunities as possible while also really focusing on those those small group check-ins or those one-on-ones again all by intention structure but the discipline there too and, and asking the right questions you know and just allowing folks to share just sometimes they want to say this stinks and you just got to say i know <laughs> and listen and, and allow that moment everything is i'm a very optimistic person by nature and and i think that's a good thing in a chief innovation officer for sure um, but sometimes i have to just listen and say i know it, it's tough it's hard it's things right and give the moment to not just focus on oh but it'll get better like sometimes you just gotta yeah. hold on that thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com to hear other podcasts visit our website or subscribe to our account in itunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.